Hey guys, welcome back to Walkers Only Podcast. My guest for today is David Evans, owner of Dask Entertainment. Before we start this episode, this is brought to you by Solid Directions Carpentry. Whether it's a door hanging, a deck building, a full renovation, or a new build, get in touch with the amazing team at Solid Directions Carpentry, who are based in Brisbane. Anyone looking for a demolition strip out, asbestos or hazardous material removal, then look no further than Base Hazmat. They do top quality work with top quality customer service in the Queensland area. Then check out the team at basehazmat.com. But before we start, let's roll the intro. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone. Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk it zone. Don't just talk it, walk it. David, finally, we got it going. How are you doing, boyo? Good, boyo. You? <laughs> How good is it to hear that? Yeah, I know. It's, um, good to hear a Welsh accent. It is, isn't it? We look, like I said um, previously to you off here, it's um, to have a Welsh person over you and see someone succeed like you have, mate, is really inspiring for myself and for other people out there to know that you, know, you can come to Australia, have a go, and actually do something with yourself, man. And um, obviously, owning Dask Entertainment Group, and mm. you guys have done pretty well for yourself, in particular um, in Australia, but aren't you guys in the UK as well? Well, no, I, I started off working with this Norwegian company working in the UK. Mm. And when I came out to Australia, yeah. I said to them, look, I'm thinking of doing something similar. Do you want to work with me? And they give me the money to do. So we're in partnership out here. Wow. But Dask was formed to go to Australia, so it's a three-year-old company now. Wow! So, mate, so you obviously meeting those guys, we kind of gone straight into it now. But like, obviously, you you've got the Oki bar, yes, and you've got the shuffle shuffle play. Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? These little tables, yeah. <laughs> They're um, mate, like it's such a. I wouldn't say, uh, I think it's just what's the concept? Just thinking out of the box, you know. what I mean, instead of the same old concept where every, every pub's got you've kind of just recreated the wheel as such if you know what I mean well yeah I I, I saw this concept first or the, the idea of you know competitive socialising that's mm. kind of what we call it uh, I saw it first in the UK and I was like this is awesome like you can have a beer you can have food and you can have a bit of fun at the same yeah. time like I think we were just coming out of a recession as well mm. so to see like venues actually give a bit more value to your nights out you know yeah. that's your hard-earned cash that you work hard during the week to spend 100 so if you're going out on a weekend you want to have a really good time not just sit in a pub and drink yeah as yeah. we did probably as kids <laughs> for years um, <laughs> hey, I was, funny enough i was talking to my brother we have a, having a muck around the other day and we were talking about like our childhood and like drinking in the park when we were 14 15 oh, and, yeah. and you know and then you go to rugby clubs and playing in youth rugby and just being absolute idiots from the ages of 16 17 yeah, yeah. and it just goes on into senior rugby if you used wanted to, get, to used to get into bars at 14 yeah because uh, I, look, I looked quite <laughs> old for my age used to have these old uh, i don't know if you remember del piero del piero oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so i used to keep them just so i can get in bars <laughs> but yeah drinking from a very early age. yeah i think it's just been the culture but you know in saying that as well, um, we don't. I don't. I'm not trying to say alcohol's bad because it's. It's. I think it's just like you know anything uh, in moderation. It's okay for me anyway, and and other people they could you know they can tolerate others far better than I could, but I can't really. 
it's not been my go-to to be honest yeah i probably drink a little bit too much at the moment yeah yeah but uh i think covid <laughs> <laughs> made me drink more yeah. than i should and i've kept the habit going yeah but um like when you have that week of clarity when you don't drink and you're just up in the morning and productive yeah and you're like god this is Never mm. been good for my life. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I definitely see the benefits of not drinking as well. Yeah. Man, what was it like for you growing up in West Wales? Uh, I grew up in like a place in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Like, I remember it was 25 minutes to the closest motorway. Mm. I'd been on a motorway until I, I was, that I knew of until I was like probably, I don't know, eight, nine, something yeah, like wow. that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all like A roads and, you know, single lane roads with people getting car accidents because cars yeah. were coming head on and stuff. Wow. And you just... Oh, because it's single lane. Yeah, single yeah. Lanes. I know what you mean. Like, They're just flying around the corners. Yeah, and like I lost lost, lost a few friends yeah. through that as well. Um, yeah, just what was it like growing up though? Like, realistically, like, I, I quite like Brisbane because some people feel like they can leave the door open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everywhere, yeah, but yeah. Uh, growing up. We never used to lock a yeah. house door. Used to run in the fields and mm. run in. Run. <laughs> Sound like such a farmer right now. No, it's, it's fine. But I'm not actually a farmer. I live next door to my cousin's farm. Yeah, yeah. But did a lot of work on the farm when I was yeah. a kid. Um, enjoyed it actually. You know? That's good. I think. I think. Well, look. If you if you went back to the you know years and years of, of the, our Welsh culture, we are either miners or farmers. You know that, yeah, that yeah, old yeah. school mentality. And, and even some of the Welsh players playing today in, in Union in particular are ex-farmers, you know, you get the Dan Lydiads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Real tough guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting though. It's like, it can, like, I, like I said at the start of the podcast, it's inspiring to have another Welsh person over you, like having a go. And, and, and this is nothing, um, this is nothing to disrespect anyone from back home, but I feel like sometimes when I go back home, everyone's doing the same thing they were doing when I was younger. Yeah. And, and I, I feel the same. Um, and I went back, must have been three months ago. Mm. I've lived all around the UK and away from home since I was 16. Yeah. Um, but when you go home, they're, they're usually doing the same stuff. Mm. But I tell you what, last time I went back, I came back to Australia, I was like, do you know what? There's yeah. something quite nice about the community oh, and nice. the way they love each other and respect each other. Yeah. And like, there's something. You, you can't get that anywhere else <laughs> in the world, you know. You can't get that apart from home. Yeah. So I did miss that side of things, but then, yeah. you know, reality sinks in. I'm yeah. thinking, could I ever work there? And that's yeah. always a no. Yeah, that's the reality, right? I'd love, if the sun was on back home, I'd love it there. Yeah. But 90% of the year, it's not. No. <laughs> but it's like not. like you said, like, um, it is, it is, you know, everyone's, it is doing the same things. But one thing we have is this, like, I remember myself coming over here. I'm a very hug and kiss person, like, and that's just the way we've been brought up, just hugging everyone. And I don't think it's a Welsh thing or what, but come over here and it's just like a, some people are like, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? I, I remember uh, I was uh, seeing this girl in, in London. Yeah. And uh, we were at a party and there was a German next to us and we heard the German accent. And me and my friend were like, Hey, where are you from? You know, like yeah, yeah. it's completely normal <laughs> to hear another accent and ask someone where they're from. Yeah, yeah. The girl was like, "What are you doing, chatting to that girl?" Uh-huh. <laughs> My mate, like, don't you do that to everyone? No, yeah. it doesn't happen in London. Yeah, uh, I, I actually find Brisbane more alike to Wales de- than than yeah. London. Um, mm. I love Brisbane. Yeah, me too. I think I, I've I, only been here since I've been <laughs> in Wales. 
uh, uh, since I've been in Australia, Australia but yeah. but uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, could live here. I, well, I think long term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've been here now ten years, and I can't believe how quick it's gone. But it's more in particular, like I've been on holidays in Sydney. I've been on. I've been to Melbourne. I do really like Melbourne. I do like Sydney, but I just found Sydney was just too hectic for me. I don't know if that's because I'm from a little town back home and we're not we get overwhelmed by too many people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You know, I enjoyed the London life, and everyone yeah. says that's hectic. Mm. Um, and Sydney, I, I do find pretty similar to, to London, although, yeah. like, you get the quirky side of London, and that's more aligned to Melbourne then. Yeah. So Melbourne are like the trendsetters, yeah. they like, like to think. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely saw pockets of that in London. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's similar. I think that it's a good thing about going to these cities like London or... Um, Sydney is, is you get immersed in loads of cultures you mm. know you're not it's like it's not just one nationality it's not West Wales <laughs> it's not West Wales it's not <laughs> South Wales it's um it's yeah it's interesting that is yeah man going back to you know the, the business and the entertainment group at Dask um you know coming what have you learned in business like the key of business and how to succeed as such Ask me that in ten years when I have been successful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I think we've got a good start mm. already. I guess I tell you a, a, an older story. Actually, when I started off in sales, yeah. um, I remember going into sales because I didn't do a sales degree or business mm. or anything. I actually did a design degree. Uh, so I wanted to be a designer and then I moved into sales because I thought I could like deliver projects and yeah. link up with people and yeah I just thought it was transferable skills and when I moved there I just wanted to make sure that I was honest yeah so I remember I worked for first sales job was Hallmark Cards okay and I remember going into this guy's shop in oh, it must have been Merthyr Triorchy or yeah, something yeah. like that and my boss told me stuff in full of Full of <laughs> cards, oh, wow. and I remember walking out, walking out of there, and giving him like a thousand dollar credit. Wow. My boss was like, "What the hell are you doing? What?" And uh, I did it because he needed that. Like yeah. he had so much slow moving product on his yeah. shelves. Sold him some good stuff, but credited back more just mm. so we could get good relationship, build that yeah. rapport. And he never forgot it, and he grew to be one of our biggest accounts just through you know doing the right thing in business. Yeah, I think. Doing the right thing will last forever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You say that it's. Um, I think that that's even one of my values is like um, showing empathy to people, like actually generally caring for people and showing interest in them. I think sometimes we're co- so consumed in, like you know, what's right for the business in that in that small one percent, but we're not looking outside of that area. Yeah, you have to remember that everyone you touch in any business like mm. we're all humans like 100 we all care like we yeah. all get happy we all get sad like we're not just spreadsheets yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> everyone reacts and everyone has an emotional connection to a business whether it's insurance to yeah. an entertainment venue and we have to make sure that those connections are the right ones so 100 percent. is um is it ever been like a pivotal moment in in uh in what you've been doing over like as a massive learning curve, but it's actually like a massive learning curve that's launched you into into growth. I think when we came to Australia, yeah. we were trying to copy this brand in in uh, Norway, mm. um, and what I soon started recognizing is we could do things better. Mm. 
Um, so this is a company that I still work with, by yeah. the way. Like, this is the company that I have all the licenses from yeah. and everything. I thought we could do it better. Wow. And then better than <laughs> what you're working with. Uh, better than what they were doing. Better than what they were presenting to us. Yeah. But instead of arguing and being like, we can do this better. Why aren't you up to that standard? Yeah. Uh, we just started, you know, pushing forward the way we wanted to work. Mm. And all of a sudden, they were watching things we were doing and trying to copy what we were doing, and wow. especially in the world of marketing. Like, we really are the trendsetters for the whole international group yeah. through some of the steps that we took during COVID, funnily enough. What, what initiatives in COVID, what, what made you think about doing this? What made you well, think that way? We're a hospitality venue, so yeah. we got hit pretty hard during COVID. Yeah. Um, what I decided to do during COVID was, you know, grab hold of the staff that were full time and see how we could change the way that we operate. Uh, the idea that I thought of, which I think is a good idea, uh, we did a marketing internship. Mm. So we advertised for a position of marketing intern. Uh, we took on three interns. So our sell to them was we'll talk to them about marketing. We'll also talk to them about uh, how to run a business and yeah. how both link together. Because a lot of people that go into the marketing world don't understand business. Mm. And a lot of people that run large companies don't always understand marketing. Mm. So that link, in my eyes, is very, very important. Yeah. So this kind of internship, we ended up taking on three people, training them and taking them through a six-week course. Yeah, wow. And we ended up employing all three of them when we came back out of covid and what that gave us was a real time to dive into who our customer base was, wow. like where do they shop, what yeah. words do they use, why do they buy certain things, what kind of spend they like doing. So yeah, wow, it's really really interesting. So so if you think about it, COVID was a time to reevaluate, reevaluate and reinvent the wheel as such. Definitely, like we hit the market in December two thousand and nineteen, so we had a busy launch because that was uh, Christmas. Yeah, it's hard not to fill your boots at yeah, <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Um, but but like we hit the market and we were trying to figure out what we were doing still and came to March and COVID happened and we were like, okay, like this is bad, but yeah, yeah. let's see what we can do. Like there are a lot of things that we didn't do well in the first four months, so how can we make it better? Yeah. So we spent COVID refining what we were doing really. Wow, that's amazing. And I think that's it sometimes in business. I think some people are so hard and stuck in their ways of what worked a couple of years ago. And then, like you, like you just talked about, then that time was a time to reevaluate everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, some businesses die after that because COVID was a massive shakeup of how people wanted to live again. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. You know, um, and it was about getting people back out of houses again then and, and wanting to come back to bars. And, yeah, and a lot of people are stuck in, in processes, like you said. Like, mm. lots of people get comfortable in not assessing whether they're doing a good job mm. or not. Like, just doing what... Uh, they believe is their nine to five job yeah. or whatever, and don't have the ability to analyze yeah. what they're doing. I guess the analysis side of things is what we do pretty well. Yeah, we're constantly trying to improve ourselves. I mean, it can be painful. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you're always you're always actually changing things. Correct. Um, so keeping stability in the team has always been tough. Mm. You know, with new job roles, new skill sets, new vis- visions for our, yeah. for our group. Yeah. But um, that's kind of been my job. So since I've been here, I think I've never really looked after this many people underneath me. So this has been an eye opener. Like yeah, dealing wow. with staff, you ask any business owner, the hardest thing is dealing with staff. Yeah, well, <laughs> because you're dealing with emotions. You're not just dealing with you um, a robot. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, yeah. you're dealing with and multiple people again. Yeah. And how do you go about that? Like dealing with multiple staff. How do you, you know, what's what's the key you've noticed in all your staff? Yeah. So always been there for someone. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, like like I said, like you can interview someone; they can be the strongest person in the world. Yeah. But they're still going to have the soft side to them. They're still going to have mm. emotions that affect them. They're still going home to a household that might not be perfect. Correct. Like you tell me, one household that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> come to <laughs> Wales. <laughs> there's 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 no perfection out there, right? Like we're yeah. all humans, so you, you got to, as a manager, I guess, just be. Mm. Be willing to accept that those things will happen. Yeah. Be able to adjust when those things happen. Correct. And just be present and, you know, make people feel like you care. <laughs> yeah, massively. I think that's it, trying to ke- create that culture. Like, if when, w- what was the key things that kept you at places? You know, like, sometimes we've I've worked in jobs that I absolutely hated, but I probably stayed there longer because of the bunch of boys or the, the team that I was working with that, that yeah. might have been fun. But as soon as you lose a crowd of people, the, the ethos has gone. Next thing you know, you're like, it's not the job. You know what I mean? It's the people you're working with every day. And you spend, what, say 60% of the of your life probably? Oh, not your life, but your working days at, at, at one place. You kind of want to make it a fun place. Yeah, and people always underestimate the the value of knowledge as well. Mm. Like people think, oh, you just replace one person for no. another. But I'd, I'd say it takes at least six months even mm. to get someone close to that level of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And no one really puts a value around that. So if you want to invest into your business, invest into keeping your people happy. That's, that's one of the key, key things, things to invest into. Because that knowledge base that you can lose through high turnover of staff Correct. costs everyone. So true. It's another thing as well, like you talk about, um, if, you know, this is the first time that you've worked with the multiple, you know, big staff, you know, overlooking people. At some stages, you kind of can kind of overwhelm yourself, or that that saying of you know that imposter syndrome they call it, where you know what I mean. And and I think I think everyone goes through it, regardless of what degrees or what education you've been taught. Like when you're in there, even yeah. even even in myself, when I started podcasting and and coming across these amazing people, I'm pinching myself, going, "Geez, am I am I worthy? Do you know to be speaking as I'm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then at the end of the day, they're just human, just you yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I realized that, as soon as I realized, man, they go through whatever I've gone through. They've experienced highs and lows. They just, they, we all know how to manage them. They've got two legs, two arms. Yeah, I think yeah. world, the world just, you know, all those outside fears just decrease. Yeah, like, um, you know, managing, managing at, the, at the top and trying to come across strong all the time is, mm. is a very, very difficult thing. So even... Even almost like people don't realize that you know even even hard nosed bosses go home and and want to cry. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you wear all these emotions. Like I, I remember multiple times where people have left us or mm. employees haven't worked out, and I get really yeah. upset. You know, oh, yeah, because you impact on their lives and stuff. And yeah, yeah, just, you're invested, right? Yeah. So back to what you were actually saying, which was about like multiple people and multiple teams I guess to round off a conversation like you need to be present for everyone mm. you need to have time for everyone yeah. uh, but you need to be very aware that you know everyone's human and oh, yeah. everyone has emotions and yeah, yeah. you need to support that but how do you look after your own well-being then considering you're trying to be present for others but like good old I've saying been, I've been really bad at this yeah so right. I've been a typical Welshman <laughs> 
you know, cover up their emotions. Mm. You play rugby, you need to be hard. Yeah. You don't show emotion. Like, I don't think everyone understands, but as kids, we were taught mm. you get hit, you, you, you jump back up, and you, don't nev- you don't show that you're hurt. That's what my dad said to me. Don't ever show you're <laughs> don't hurt. Don't ever show you're hurt. Our coaches used to tell us, you know, parents, gra- grandparents, everyone. Like, it's ingrained in you to be a tough person. Mm. And, you know, you get to a stage in your life where you might be a tough person. Mm. And then you're like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't actually mix with anyone else because I can't show emotion. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable showing emotion. And, and that's been a big change for me yeah. uh, in the last, probably, probably the last seven years. Yeah, yeah, nice. Losing a, losing a couple of friends and understanding that they meant the world to me. But then for me not to be able to show emotion externally, like yeah, yeah, I was yeah. feeling it all inside, but not able to express yeah, yeah. it or talk to anyone. or mm. Like I'm, I'm starting to look at myself and go, that's not right. No, that's <laughs> not. We're emotional people, right? Like being happy, being sad, that's just a part of who we are. And, and I, I totally agree with you. Growing up, that was the same concept with me. And, and even today you know certain people you you see them and you go like and, and they have this hard exterior but you're like man like i see through that i see through that like it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to not know everything like you're telling me when you that first day when you had multiple staff there you didn't you're telling me you didn't get overwhelmed go shit here we go but you just you just put one step foot in front of the other and just keep moving every day i pinch myself i get overwhelmed by something because i know i'm not i don't know everything uh, but I'm, I am more than capable of asking someone, like, hey, man, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. Well, like, look, can you help in, me? <laughs> in one month, I've got to do a speech in front of, I don't know, 50 media and influencers and suppliers in, in Melbourne. Yeah. And every day I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and I don't know how that's going to be yeah. received and yeah. probably be talking to industry experts and I don't see myself as an expert, so... Yeah, but you, it's well, no, very challenging. But we all feel that, you know. We all feel that. But I think, you know, man, just if you, we, 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 as men and as women, we're so driven. Sometimes we forget to just stop and go and look back and go, hang on, look how far I've gone. Hmm. And I think those moments, I think we got to do that more. We got to celebrate our wins. We got to celebrate. Look, you survived COVID and hockey's growing. You know what I mean? And the, yeah. the shuffle is growing. And you know what I mean? The whole entertainment is growing. So it's like you got to kind of go no. I'm doing something right. I might. Uh, I, I definitely think when I look back and think about the first jobs I ever did as a kid when I was yeah. cleaning shit from around the uh, 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 sewage refinery. Yeah. Oh, God. I think <laughs> I had the worst job in the world. Yeah, but yeah. I did this for a company. And now I've taken like a couple of brands from Europe over yeah. to Australia and have the rights to do it across Australia. Amazing. Have some f- funding to do all that. Like... That's insane when you look yeah. back. Well, you're doing something right, Dav. Wow. Like, you've got to believe in that, man. Got to keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Just keep <laughs> As going. my dad says, keep yeah. down, keep yeah. your head down, keep going. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, man, like, even look, talking about emotions and stuff, like, man, whenever I used to get overwhelmed or when I do get overwhelmed still today, like, my, my journal, man, is my key. Like, my, my, me writing stuff down, if I don't feel, if I haven't, I always had normally, I have close enough friends to be able to, oh, man, I'm struggling, you're someone to voice voice mm. it to and just be a soundboard they're a soundboard to me or vice versa that's a friend but for me like uh you know the journals what i'm using every day or every second day i just go walk yeah. and i just take my journal with me because yeah, right. when i'm walking it's like um all the thoughts come all the thoughts come back because yeah, otherwise yeah. we're so consumed with phones we're so we're so um 
hooked on something. You know, it's always yeah. something attracting our mind. But as soon as you're just with yourself, and we we're talking about this off air, like you actually, you know, you enjoy you you enjoy being quiet. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's a, that's a really cool thing. I like that though, because yeah. not many people like to be alone with their thoughts. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> lots of people think that I'm being rude in conversations as well, and I don't, you know, mm. ask a million questions back or bouncing with people, and yeah. you know, people, you've seen me after a couple of drinks, I'm very loud when yeah, I need yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you keep me. I think when you came across today, I was probably a bit quiet compared to mm. normal, and you're probably like, oh, he's a bit shyer than what yeah. I thought. And my team, when I do one-on-ones with them, they're like, you're very hard to read. Like, you're very reserved and yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's a good point or a bad point, but I just feel comfortable in my own silence and stuff. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. It's like, um, it's like people who date and then they break up and they go straight back into another relationship without actually sitting with themselves because they don't like the feeling of being alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fear, that fear of being alone kills them and they don't like to feel that. So that's why they suppress it and they jump back and, and man, like I think kudos to you if you can do that. I mean, I've done that a few times in my life. So oh, well, I've done it too, and I'm speaking from experience, and it's true. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think if you can get get comfortable with that voice in your head, like you're, you're leading forward, yeah. and when you talk about, you know, you've lost people, mm. you know, just you just think, man, if I wish, I wish they could have spoke to me. I wish they could have said something. I wish I could have voiced to them. Yeah, and you know what, like. I feel like my life has changed since this started happening, mm. and you know the best tribute I can do to these boys is is live a little bit of their lives mm. as well. Like one of one, one of the guys I lost, uh, we shared the same birthday, and mm. um, been in secondary school with him since I was twelve, best mates in school, and he passed away like seven years ago, and uh, yeah, that was tough. Um, but I remember he is a very outspoken, like, loud, loves to go out, party, mm. uh, loves his drink, like, his his funeral, like, it was amazing to see how many people loved him because yeah. he was such a nice guy as well. And, like, when I'm out, you know, I think a lot of people meet me and they say, oh, you say yes to a lot of experiences. I'm like, yeah, because, like, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I try and do as much as I can. People yeah. always say, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're off traveling a lot. And mm. it's hard for me to say no to these things because I know, like, other people might not be able to experience it. So I like to push myself. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. You've got to constantly keep pushing yourself and keep trying things. I think we get kind of so consumed at times to just be comfortable in, yeah, comfortable in just being. Mm. But I think you know there's so much life to be lived, and yeah, without getting into a deeper hole, it like getting pretty deep. Yeah, but that's what it's all about. <laughs> I honestly, man, like I've, I think um, I think when you get when you when you go through certain things in life, I think like and you realize it like it's when you get through it, it's not too bad. Mm. When you get through it, like man, I've been through depression, I've been through anxiety, and when you've been there. Like I would never want to go there again, but I'm at the same time I'm like I'm grateful that it happened mm. because now I'm like man I've you you're only going up from here like you know what I mean and that's how I live my life now. I think understanding depression depression whether you've experienced it or not mm. is quite important because a lot of people do go through it and a lot of people go through anxiety and like when we were kids anyone with depression or anxiety it was like a 
Yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's something wrong with them. Mm. But now we're so much more accepting of that. And yeah. Gotta be. Like, depression is a, a horrible thing. And, mm. like, you need to just get people to the next day. Yeah, yeah. It's always the next day with depression. Mm. Like, you need to get to the next day. Because the next day won't be as bad as the last yeah. day. And when you start recognizing those days are getting better. Yeah, yeah. That's when you can understand depression a bit more and understand how people's thought processes go through that and like I'm a big my mum was an amazing teacher yeah she always used to remind me how to teach people things and yeah. it was repetition 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 you look at some of the best speeches in the world repetition 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 because they stick yeah and it's the same thing with teaching right like repetition is key right mm. keep it simple and Keep repeating yourself. Yeah, yeah. And if people are struggling, you just got to keep reminding them of how bad it was or yeah, yeah. How, be- how much better you feel today than yesterday yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, how good was it 10 years ago or whatever. Keep reminding them of the good stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah. You can really help someone. 100%. Well, that's, that's it. Even like with, with the Walkers Only programs, it's not, it's not a, we're not psychologists. We're nothing like that. But all we are, we are implementing daily good habits in your life to actually become a better version of yourself. And that's mm. not just down to having a bad day, having a good day. This is actually goal setting. This is actually looking ahead and going, I, you know, I want to achieve these things because mm. I think, you know, sometimes people are just looking in front of their nose, you know, they're not going any further than that. And like, for instance, this, this, what this place that you've built, you've got to be thinking outside the box always and looking forward. If you sit still or dwell too long, man, you, you're not moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of, my, my brain seems to think, I don't like to describe it as like, you know, being able to see the woods through the trees. Yeah. Being able to see like what paths mm. will take will take you which direction yeah. and where you end up as a result and stuff like that. And uh, you know, some people, that's probably one of my strengths. Yeah, yeah. Like I have a lot of weaknesses. Mm. <laughs> but if I can help people with that kind of vision, like yeah. I, I feel like they can map their way through life as well a bit better. 100%. Because um, I I struggled with that as well. I yeah. had a lot of times in my life, like trying to be able to see a better day than today. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in Manchester living, I was living by myself and I was actually struggling yeah. a lot there. I couldn't understand why. I didn't value yesterday versus today. Mm. It's just a bit of a mess, really, and looking back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wish I just had the insights that I have now, you know? Um, yeah. What... Um Looking back now, what what do you think it was? Do you reckon it was being on your like being a Welsh boy? I think we're very family orientated. Yeah, kind of going to I, I don't London, know because I've been away from home since I was sixteen. I think it was the inability to speak to anyone, mm. inability to tell anyone how I was actually feeling. Mm. You know, um, now if I'm having a bad day, I'll tell people, <laughs> and it's okay, and it takes a pressure off you for the whole day. Oh yeah, you know, because I I don't have to be the same happy yeah 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 bubbly person for the rest of that day because people are aware that i'm not having a good day mm. and, and people recognize that they also have bad days yeah. and, and it's okay to say it <laughs> well it's even down to little things you know i think when once you have that bad day it's not actually you know you kind of if you wanted to actually identify it you go, okay well what have i done the last couple of days oh, i might have been little things like you know i've been out later i've been i haven't slept my, my sleeping pattern's out Oh. There's all these things that add up to you feeling maybe a bit more depleted that day. Like mm. it's not, but sometimes it is a lot worse than that. I, I'm not, I'm not taking the thing out of anyone there, but I mean, 
there's a lot of things like you know I, I even go back like I think about a lot you know we're, we're so consumed in giving people like you know a sugar pill or, or something to band-aid stuff but actually not going to the core of things are going okay how is your routine like what are you actually doing to improve yourself like or not even how what are you actually doing in your day like, are you drinking water? Are you are you, are you eating junk food all day? Are you just watching dumb fucking reels on social media? Are you watching dumb TikToks? You know what I mean? Like, it's a uh, snowball yeah, effect. Yeah. Uh, uh, diet is an interesting mm. one for me. So, I feel like my I, I understand nutrition, but not I, I, I struggle to put my knowledge onto mm. anyone else because I feel like my knowledge is so personal. Yeah. So, like everything I know, I feel like I can. Yeah. Know, look after myself and get myself back on track yeah. and do these little wins. But you do see people that, you know, I don't know, drink sugary drinks, oh, for yeah. example. Uh, you know, I do intermittent fasting as well, oh. so I won't, won't uh, eat until midday. Mm. And then you hear people who do, you know, snack and eat or have yeah. big meals twice a day or something like that and don't eat. And you think th- these things have, like, such an impact on your hormones and your yeah. mental health and... Like I want to help them, but yeah. also like you can get struck down a rabbit hole, and yeah, not everything's right for everyone. So. Yeah, <laughs> what's that saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah, it. exactly. You know, exactly. so it's a man. We could go on for days with this conversation because it's um, <laughs> it's just something I'm very interested in, and just and just pouring knowledge into that area. But um, I read a, a bodybuilding um, book. Um, There's this natural bodybuilder from um, America. Mm. And he was talking about like the impacts of eating particular foods on your hormones. Mm. You know, people take bloody steroids yeah. to get bigger, right? Like he's talking about how you promote yourself, your own testosterone, to have a healthier life, and how you promote, how you stop, um, how you stop wanting to absorb fat because you've you know mm. taken on too many sugars. Then yeah. you have a sugar low. Oh, there's so, so many things yeah. to do with managing your own hormones that was so interesting but what, what do you do when you're stressed when I'm stressed I always turn to sugary food that's my my like uh, vice yeah so I, I always, like people say oh you have a protein shake after you train because you need protein right like in my eyes you have a protein shake after you train because the sugar's in there yeah 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 calm your body down a bit because you're in this state of stress right yeah. so the last thing you want is your body in that state of stress for a yeah. long time so you want to stop your body stressing. So but, yeah. to your point, the sugars. <laughs> yeah, the sugars in a protein shake for yeah. me is are. how I bring my stress levels down after training. It's like um, that CrossFitter, what's his name, Matt Fraser was talking about. I heard it. He was saying how after every session he'd have a Coke, can of Coke and a Snickers yeah. bar. Because I don't know why, but it was obviously why he's working with him. I mean, he's training a lot harder than <laughs> us. <but laughs> yeah, that's probably true. afford those calories. Yeah. Man, like... Um, is there anything that you've learned from sport that you've taken into work, into concepts in work? Yeah. Um, you play rugby league more than union, but I play union. Mm. And one thing that union is renowned for is a bunch of misfits coming yeah. together and working yeah. like a team. Mm. And I think, I can't think of another sport that's more fit in for being part of a team of completely different body shapes. Yeah, yeah. Like you have your big, fat, short props and you have your yeah. tall, uh, second rows and, you know, your fast wingers, smaller. And, I, I, you know, it's only when I was getting older I started to recognise the similarities in, in mm. rugby to actually being a business where you have, you know, different 
backgrounds, different yeah, yeah. abilities, and how do you blend all those together? So that is the biggest thing by far. Mm. By far, hundred percent. That's so true. Looking back now, yeah, it is. It's um, but it's like like anything, right? You've all got a common goal. When you're in a Correct. team, you've got all Correct. got a common, and you all buy into that. And I think if you can take that mindset into work, into businesses, yes, it, I think it just leads to success. Right. Yeah, and um, I'm a big fan of simplifying things as well. Mm. Um, when when I've been part of a team going through the youth system, mm. you'll go to some coaches and they'll have like 48 moves you've got to learn. Oh, yeah. And no one can do any of them well. Yeah. Or you go to one coach and he'll do three moves mm. and you do them well. Efficiently, yeah. And you deliver them. And you get into a game and everyone's doing the same thing. They've got the same goals, same yeah. deliverables, and they're repeated uh, positive success from doing them. Yeah. And it just builds this team ethos and... Mm. Um, yeah, just confidence as well. Yeah, and I definitely find that simplifying things in business and within a team in terms of goals is yeah. is is key. I think <laughs> it's it's massively key. And I think going back to you talking about your one of your first ever sales of giving that guy a thousand dollars in um, credit credit yeah. that you don't realize how much you might have helped that guy, and then that guy has returned the favor massively. Has been one of your biggest sales, you know, mm. um, can, partners like. I think sometimes we become so greedy and we want, 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 we want to fulfill our vision that we've, you know? Yeah, and, and people can get stuck in a system as well. Yeah. Like, um, maybe my boss, like, like my boss had told me to sell him loads of cards, right? Mm. Um, he's a lovely person, but he's in a system where he doesn't believe he can challenge this. Like, this is the way that the company works and there's no way of challenging this. So he's just messing passing the message down yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any malice in what he was actually of thinking of course yeah, yeah. Um, but I was able to just challenge that and turn it on his head a bit and you know that stuck with me I think I've repeated that story about 50 times yeah. in my life just saying That's like great. it's one of the youngest uh, freshest mm. learnings I've ever had in business and I've yeah. stuck to it and it's been good like you go to bed and you can sleep at night because yeah. you're doing the right thing. <laughs> do, you, do you think then that you took that concept to the, the, the you know the original the people of the, the, Dask Entertainment you know the start you know how you like you were working under the same company but you wanted to challenge them as such. Yeah, so uh, I can give you a history of that as well if you want. Yeah, let's bring it in. We got time, right? <laughs> we still got to, time. You got to Sydney soon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I moved from. Uh, an industry where I built a career to hospitality. Mm. So it was a big risk for me going into hospitality, but I met a couple of people from Norway. I was like, oh, these are actually really cool guys. Like they run football festivals in yeah. Norway and stuff. And I was like, all right, this is completely different to anything I've ever done. But I started working for them. And then I realized that there's a lack of professionalism in hospitality. So I was able to bring a bit of professionalism to this particular group. I'm not saying every hospitality yeah. group, but this particular group didn't have uh, brand knowledge or commercial knowledge to drive forward a brand in, in yeah. my eyes. So I kind of presented this at one of the football festivals, weird, uh, weirdly, to um, this potential investor of the group mm. that I was employed by. So this, this potential investor became the investor of this company. And it was actually him that brought me into his board office and said, what are you doing in Australia? 
yeah, I'll back you and I'll raise you uh, these other brands as well. Wow. And I think it was down to me doing the hard work of, you know, bringing that professional yeah. side to a company. I didn't need to do that. Yeah. So my, my opportunity came from believing in doing the same level of work that I wanted to and not dipping on any of those mm. standards. And it came back to reward me in a roundabout way. Yeah. Um, when this guy was like, look, I love what you were, your thought process and where you delivered that in terms of the brand in Oslo. And I think yeah. you should take it to Australia. Wow. That's amazing. That's really is amazing. Dad, honestly, mate, like that's amazing. And like, I know it's hard to believe and you kind of talk about, you know, we talk a little bit about that imposter syndrome a bit, but like, man, like you got to recognize what you've done just then. I, I think, I think the one thing I recognize is the amount of hard work I put into this. Like no one really sees that. Yeah. No one sees the days. I know my, my bar manager sees me on Instagram and he's like, oh, you're, you're out partying all the time and here's me working on Friday and Saturday. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get up in the morning, I answer emails from Oslo, I'll come in to do my nine to five work in the office and then I'm back home on calls to Norwegian company, London office, uh, God, like, honestly, I'm answering yeah. emails and phone calls at 11 o'clock at night during the week. Usually on, sometimes on a Saturday as well, and you stop doing that because I've yeah. had a few beers. Yeah, a <laughs> couple of missed words in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll but, definitely get more passionate on the week. <laughs> you don't understand, guys. <laughs> this is really effective. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's, that's what I mean. It's, that's amazing, Dav. Like, and it's inspiring, like I said, and going back to the start, it inspires myself as a, a Welsh person that's in Australia and, and wants to succeed and, and put, you know, give every opportunity that we get and, and going back to what you said earlier saying yes to things mm. just giving things a go look we're giving things a go it's really taking challenging yourself and I think the the mentality of working hard is, is yeah. a Welsh thing as well yeah like we're from a worker's background mm. and like my parents my uncles every, everything like everyone in my life always grafted hard yeah I didn't really complain about it yeah. Didn't really talk about when it went well either. Just <laughs> yeah. same thing, battle on, yeah. work hard. Um, I guess the difference here is that we've done that kind of work ethos but jumped outside the bubble. Mm. You know, had the bravery to jump outside and try your chances in other places. Oh, I'm so glad I did that though. Like, you go back home sometimes, you're know, like, I, I'm sometimes embarrassed of the culture. Because you you see such a developed culture across the world, yeah. you know diversified cultures as well, and, and you you don't have that when you're growing yeah. up. You don't have that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I really like one thing for myself. I just go. I wonder if like the conversation we've just had right now. I wondered if this could be you know a, a seed planted into our our countries over there where we can just speak about anything business. What's going on in our lives? That, that's the real concept of a podcast is what's exciting you? What was the challenge? How do we move forward? Not, you know, how many girls did you get within the weekend? How many, what, you know, did you take any drugs? Or, you know, what, are we an idiot? Like, that's not real talk. No. Talk, is, talk is like, what's that saying? Small minds talk about others. Where we're bloody sitting here talking about ideas, what's potential, what's growing, what's happening. I'm learning off you right now, you know? Constantly learning. I went, I went to a... Uh, psychologist because I was uh, I, I was married last year and we separated mm. in November last year mm. 
and um, I didn't realise, but it was tough. Mm. And I only really started to feel tough in like February, March yeah. this year. And I would just want to go and chat and figure out what I was doing. And, you know, I was talking about my inability to tell people when I'm down. Mm. Like that was really a struggle at the start of this year. And he goes, so how would you feel if, uh, you know, one of your mates opened up to you? And I said, oh, they've done it. Um, what did you think of that? And I was like, well, it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing for them to do it, but I'm not sure if I'd feel comfortable. And he's like, I think it was pretty brave of them, right? Mm. And I was like, brave? That's an interesting use. Yeah, I guess it was brave. And then he's like, don't you think bravery is like one of the biggest things of being a tough person, that you're brave, yeah. you can go into battle, you can show a side of you that you've never shown before? Isn't that braver than not <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and when he said that it sounds so simple I think every psychologist says this like it's not a new thing right yeah. um, and I remember coming out of that and I was actually messaging a, a girl at the time and I, I think I'd be messaging her I don't know maybe or maybe this was just before we were going to meet for the first time I called, told her oh, I just came out of a psychologist like told me mm. to be more honest and open up and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, I admire you so much yeah. for doing that. And that message for me was one of the biggest kicking the asses that I've ever had. Because yeah. the old me wouldn't have done that. Nah. The old me wouldn't Powerful, have even man. told someone that I'd been there. And right. instead, I was able to open up to that person. Mm. And then every time I was feeling down, I was able to tell her again. Yeah, yeah. And she goes to me, I was so amazed that you're able to tell me this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell you something on the weekend, but I didn't feel right in telling you. I was like, oh, Jesus. Wow. It's pretty powerful in yeah. just opening up. It is, man. It makes this crazy connection with people. A connection you can't, I can't even put into words. I remember the first ever time I opened up and said something to someone who was close to my heart. And it was just like this weight come off my chest. Mm. And this instant connection of that person understanding and actually saying, you know, I, I feel the same. Mm. It was like a moment of man going, like, we need to do more of this. We need, yeah. to, we need to create this space this more, you know? Yeah. But, um, man, I really appreciate you sharing a tenth of your story, man. It's been a pleasure, Dav, honestly. And um, I'm really grateful I met you, man. I really am. Yeah, so am I. When I heard uh, your accent for the first time <laughs> and your brother, I was like, oh, please let them be uh, living in Brisbane so I can spend some time yeah. with some Welsh people. Yeah. Uh, I was very comforting to hear your accent. Man, one of the things I want to ask as well is, um, what's one of your favourite Welsh sayings? Like, for me, it's, I'll be there now in a minute. <laughs> I, like, that makes no sense to know unless you're Welsh. It's, I'll be there now in a minute. It's, an hilarious, it's a hilarious <laughs> saying. I, I love it. <laughs> Um, and my parents still use it. Yeah. My sister still uses it. And I go home when I mock them. And then I'm like, I love it though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll That's be here now in a minute. It's like, oh. But just hang that coat on the floor over there. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh. Man, last thing we always ask all of our guests is, what are you grateful for? <sighs> Do I list one thing or? Just whatever, you know. I guess after this conversation, uh, being Welsh, mm. grateful for being Welsh. I know yeah, that yeah. sounds very patriotic, but it's got a lot of depth to it. 100%. Um, I'm grateful that I've been able to 
uh, share my feelings and emotions with people over the last few years, something I've never really done. And grateful for health because, you know, I've lost, you know, seven mates over the years, which has been really tough. And you see their families struggling still, you know, with their little boys gone. And, you know, health is something that none of us should take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. 100%, man. Man, I'm like I said, I really appreciate you coming here and I'm grateful for this opportunity, not just just have this conversation with you, but let me in this amazing venue that you got Thanks and for coming um, along. Man, thank you so much. So guys, I hope you enjoy this one. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk is only Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it. Don't just talk it, walk it, walk it only.